Hi, this is Lori, your host of Happiness Hangout, a space to come and elevate your happiness levels. You, me, and our guests will discuss and help you apply happiness to all aspects of your life, even if you're already happy. Get your daily boost of information to help you feel your best. Well, hello, everyone. This is Lori Peters from the Happiness Hangout, a place and space to support and grow your loving partnership. So excited to be here as we usually are every other Wednesday evening talking about happiness in relationships or how to get happier in your relationship. And I'm very excited today to be doing my first panel show. I have four relationship experts and or authors that are going to be discussing relationships. And we have some really interesting questions, questions that are not at the surface level, but we're going to take a little bit deeper tonight. So the first thing I'd like to do is introduce our panel. I'm going to do it in alphabetical order. I want to tell you a little bit about them and let them say hello to the audience. So first up, I have Gianni. Gianni, oh my goodness, you just told me how to say it. Adamo. Hi, Lori. Hi, and I want to tell everybody about Gianni. Gianni is a licensed mental health counselor and a licensed professional counselor and is the founder of Fearless Love Relationship Coaching and Counseling. And ladies, if you would, if you could mute so we don't hear your, all your background, that would be wonderful. She specializes in educating and empowering individuals and couples to hear their to heal their wounded hearts, live free from the pain and powerlessness of the past and create safe and secure intimate relationships through fearless love. She's working on her first book, Love Trauma, which shines a light on the dangers of loving a dangerous person. It also outlines common signs, symptoms, and behaviors you need to look out for when dating in order to avoid getting involved with narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, and other abusers. Gianni, welcome to the Happiness Hangout. Thank you, Lori. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're so happy to have you. Next, I'd like to introduce Stacy Murphy. Man and Money Coach. She teaches women the secrets to having it all, the man and the money, allowing you to be in loving relationships with men who will rock your world and spoil you like a queen. This is done by teaching you to blend your desire for love, sex, men, and money into a powerful cocktail leading to a committed relationship and money in the bank. Her business is the Vixen Academy and Blissful Lotus School of Loving Arts, and her upcoming book is The Secrets to Get the Guy and Keep the Guy, The Ultimate Guide to Men, Sex, and Money. Miss Stacey Murphy, welcome to the Happiness Hangout. So glad to have you. I'm so glad to be here. We're going to be talking about some really interesting things tonight with you as well, so looking forward to it. Next, we have Kathy Ramsberger. She's a former journalist and humanitarian turned author and coach. Her coaching practice, Ground One, helps people get unstuck by tapping into their own creativity and intuitive wisdom. Often this means that their relationships get unstuck in the process. She coaches everyone from ADHD teens to people in long-distance relationships to people who can't find their creative mojo at work. In her latest writing, a novel called The Shores of Our Souls, two people are running from their past and toward each other, full of shame and secrets. They may think they're running, but boy, are they stuck. But they get to unstuck each other or unstick each other. Lastly, but not least, Dr. Roberta Shaler, the relationship help doctor. 
She oh, and by the way, Kathy, say hello to the audience. I almost forgot to have you say hello. Say hi. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, Lori. Nice to be here. Sure. <laughs> Wonderful to have you. And last but not least, Dr. Roberta Shaler is the Relationship Help Doctor. She works with couples and especially with folks who are the partners, exes, and adult children of relentlessly difficult people she calls hijackles. Dr. Shaler has clients worldwide through the magic of the internet. She is the host of the Relationship Help Show right here on BBS Radio and the author of 16 books, the most recent of which is Escaping the Hijackal Trap, the truth about hijackals and why they are crazy making. Dr. Roberta Shaler, welcome to the Happiness Hangout. So glad to have you as well. Thank you, Lori. It's great to be with you again. Well, ladies, we're going to have some fun in about the next 40 minutes. We have come up with a list of questions that I know our listeners are dying to get your take on it, being relationship experts and authors. And we're going to dig in and we're going to go as deep as we need to go uh, to help people on our show. And the nice thing is after the show's over, people are going to be able to contact you, get more great information from what you provide uh, through your website, your programs, your books, uh, whatever that might be. So... We're just going to delve right in, and we are going to get talking. So I'm going to start it off just a little bit light, and then we can kind of just delve in. So let's go ahead and start with the first question. First question is, and anybody can jump in anytime, how do you define a healthy relationship? And are there actually couples who you believe fall in love over time, and how do they do it? So again, it's what is a healthy relationship, and do And how do actual couples over time fall in love even more with each other? Who'd like to start? And if you would, say your name till we get used to your voices for a little bit. Sure. This is Roberta Shaler. And I will happily tell you that I think, and in my book, Kaizen for Couples, I said that a healthy relationship has five components. And if it doesn't have these five, there's no healthy So they are honesty, safety, trust, respect, and reliability. And when those five things are in place in any relationship, it will be healthy. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Repeat those again for us. Honesty, safety, trust, uh, reliability, and respect. What do you ladies think about that? What resonates with, with our other panelists? Hi, uh, Lori. This is Kathy Ramsberger, and I totally agree with that. Um, I had written down uh, two people who love each other, respect each other, and each other's boundaries. In other words, not codependent. Because we're merging. I'm sorry, we're not merging. We're marrying or coupling. Um we're not each other. We're still separate people in a relationship. Um, and uh, reliability was another big one that I put down and balance. Mm, yes, a few more good ones to add to that. And Hi. this is Stacy. Um, what I can also add to that is relationships, they need passion. And they need to have um an attitude of exploring so you're growing together. Because that's also what I see in a lot of the women that I come in contact with and couples that I work with 
It's the passion part is also needed in order for the relationship to be sustained long term. And so passion goes into the intimacy that you have with your partner, but then just a passion for doing new things within the relationship so it doesn't go stale. So that's what I would add to it as well. And I, Johnny, this is Johnny. Hi, this is Gianni, and I agree with all of these um, uh, traits to a healthy relationship. I would probably add pursuit of personal fulfillment because so many times one person, it becomes sacrificial in the relationship, so they will forego the education or the career move for the sake of the family. And then, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later, they're so resentful because they gave up this part of their life that was so important to them. And so finding a balance between their personal fulfillment and pursuing their personal fulfillment, things that will fulfill them, whether they want to run the, the marathon or they want to go back to school or just change their career, all of that is important and it does need to come to the table. So having your goals and your dreams and your vision, your mission for your life, um, you need to be clear on what those things are, be able to share that and be supported in all that. And, you know, Gianni, that kind of connects with what Kathy said on the balance part, too. Right. As human beings, we have to stay balanced in order to our, ourselves, as we're still a separate person, as was mentioned you know, earlier in this conversation, to be able to do that. So I had a long conversation with an interview I was doing this afternoon about, about this isn't about anybody completing anybody, but it's about complementing the other person. And I think if we're really mature within ourselves and we really understand ourselves, we can do that a lot better, um, which is one of the pros for, I think, getting married when you're a little bit more mature. And that doesn't necessarily mean age. It took me personally a very long time before I was to the point where I could have been married. Now, I think I could have, I didn't do it till eight weeks ago, but. I could have done it sooner, and I think I would have been okay, but not a whole lot sooner. I think everybody gets to where they need to be when they need to be, but so many people marry and don't really have all that, those pieces in place for themselves. That's so you all deal with couples, you all deal with couples who are having trouble. What would you say about, okay, you're only, you need to get to level 10 on self-love and maturity, you're at a five, you get married when you're young, you're at a five. Where do you go from there? What do you do? What do you recommend to couples that they do? So, because, well, I'm going to go back to the question um, that you said earlier, because we didn't address that before we go to this one. And it's, are there actual couples who fall in love over time and how do they do it? I think that's an excellent <laughs> question. We shouldn't over, like, pass that one, pass up on that one. Because Let's the truth do it. Matter, yeah, the truth of the matter is that, yes, there are many couples out there who grow in love. In fact, that, that's considered a successful marriage. A successful relationship is continuously growing together. And what happens with healthy relationships is that they create a love bubble. And this is a reinforcing circle that starts out with emotional intimacy that leads to sexual intimacy that leads back to self-disclosure, more self-disclosure, which is back to the emotional intimacy. So now you are feeling closer to your partner and you're feeling more positive regard towards them. So you're happier with them. 
So when within that circle, with this closed circuit, then people are able to grow, expand, feel safe, feel secure, and grow deeper in their attachment and their bond to one another over time. Well, I think one of the things, this is uh, Dr. Roberta, this, the, one of the things that you just said, Johnny, really deserves our attention, which is coming to feel safe. You know, often I'll be working with couples and they've been in a previous relationship where they weren't safe and they bring that concern and that hypervigilance for safety into a new relationship and they have to learn to to be able to see the new person that they are in front of rather than putting the face of someone from the past on them. So when we're learning to fall more in love over time, I see that as developing emotional intimacy that really requires safety and builds trust. And the more that people realize that having a relationship is not an acquisition, it is a continuous conversation for the rest of your life, then you begin to give it the time and attention and gentle care that it requires. I've had so many couples come to me and say, I really want this relationship to work, and when I ask them to spend time together, they're too busy. So it's really important to make your partner a priority so and the relationship a priority so that you can have the emotional intimacy that will lead to falling more and more in love over time. The safety piece really Oh, Kathy, go ahead. I was just going to say the safety the safety piece is really um Safety on so many levels, because when you feel safe, of course, physically, but when you feel safe emotionally with another person, that really is the key to opening everything up, being able to speak with them, really speak your heart, say things you don't tell somebody else. It just manifests into so many things. So I just wanted to comment, Dr. Roberta, about the safety piece being like such a key that I'm kind of unlock anything. So Kathy, go ahead. I was actually going to say something very similar to that, but I'll go ahead and, and say that I believe that most compatible couples that have healthy relationships do fall more in love over time. I myself have been married 32 years, and I've known my husband 34, and we're completely different people than we were when we met. Um, but we've gotten to know each, each little stage, um, and my clients um, also have this experience if they have healthy relationships. One new mom said to me, and she teared up when she said it, I'll never forget my husband's face after, after, while he watched me give birth. Um, she actually didn't see him in the delivery room. She, um, she saw him afterwards. And then uh, another client, several clients have said something similar to this. I love my husband or partner more today because I watched him be such and such. It might be an illness. It might be a job loss. And, um, and I've heard uh, I don't have a lot of male clients. I'd love to have male clients. Um, but I, I think that they feel the same way. Um, I think the more we know each other, the more we either fall more in love or we fall more out of love. And it's a risk, but it's a risk worth taking um, because 
if you grow together and um, going back to the balance, shift your priority depending on who needs the focus at, at any given time, but always letting the pendulum shift back to the other person for balance, you've got the healthiest relationship ever. Well, thank you for that. Anyone else have some comments to add to that? Yeah, it's Stacy. The other thing I would also add to that um, is when you focus on what may not be right within yourself, many times we'll experience uh, with couples, one person wants to make one partner responsible for uh, for them to feel safe or responsible for them not to feel insecure. And that doesn't work. It's when you focus on what is it that you need to heal within yourself and you take responsibility for that and you go about that healing um, with obviously yourself and your partner in mind, that also lends to a successful long-term relationship. Um, and that also is what keeps it healthy. It also is what keeps it fresh because just like you said, we change over time. We're not the same person we were five years ago or 10 years ago. So whatever those changes are, it's about being open, being accepting, and some changes can be more difficult than others. But that's the other thing to long-term compatibility and even getting deeper in love is when you're going through any kind of trial or tribulation of your own is making sure that you're responsible for your healing and that your partner is supporting you in that healing, not necessarily trying to fix it for you. So I wanted to share that. Thank you, Stacy. Anyone else have any last minute comments? Okay, so we talked, we want to get started out on a good note talking about healthy relationships and, and what's needed. So let's go to the other side of things a little bit. In, in your professional opinions, what is the number one thing that absolutely destroys relationships? And we know that cheating will, can do that, can do that. Apathy can do that. Um, let's just talk around anything that you would like to say on what you find can be what destroys a potentially great relationship or maybe one that started out good. I'd love to take this one, Lori. Um, it was a, it was um, a exciting question to me because I think it's a simple fix on one hand and a, a much more difficult fix for the second thing I'm going to talk about. I think lack of communication or not enough communication or talking without listening or blaming instead of showing compassion uh, can destroy a relationship more than anything. If you've got a problem and you're and you're either shoving it under a carpet or you're stuffing it yourself or you're waiting for your partner to fix it um, and not talking it through um, it it starts to eat away at not only the relationship but you and if if there is something that you're holding a grudge about then that makes it even worse and usually they go hand in hand. Um, a lot of people think that they can they can shove something under the rug and it'll just go away. And that's going to lead to uh, either a, 
a real separation or divorce or or it's going to lead to um, living in the same house but not not having that same romantic trusting partnership safe partnership um, and then what I think might sometimes lead to this is self-centeredness to the point of always putting um, one one person's needs first and and desires first and I think both Gianni and Stacy mentioned that um, I, and I think that that can cause the other partner not to want to communicate because they just feel that they're that they're words aren't really heard um, so I think that those two go hand in hand and can quickly rapidly destroy a relationship and, and I would sorry okay um, uh, go ahead Dr. Shaler and then we'll have whoever was next it's Stacey okay Okay, well, I, th- I think it's really important to, to also understand that something that will destroy a relationship is if one person has an absolute need to win, and they try to manipulate situations to have that need met. And I, I know that with the clients that I spend so much time with, the people who have been with hijackals, these are the people who have to win. They're going to in, their, in that case, you are going to always be losing, and they're always going to be telling you that you are not a worthy person and destroying you. So if, if we have inequity in a relationship in that regard, that's going to destroy a relationship, and it's going to destroy the person who is not the hijackal. So I think it's a very important thing to realize, because these people, hijackals, will call you from the herd They will keep you as isolated as possible, and you won't be getting any support for your position. So that's certainly one thing that will destroy a relationship, Lori. Great. And Stacey? And the other thing, I want to continue off on the communication part because that is so important. And when communication breaks down, that's also when the intimacy between the couple breaks down. And when the intimacy breaks down, then there's sexual connection. And it's well known that some of the top reasons for couples breaking up revolve around sex and money, right? of one form or another. And so the reason why that is, is you have to have a willingness and an openness to when you're with your partner is to feel safe, like we talked about that before, for you to intimately and stay intimately connected and sexually connected. I deal with a lot of clients where they are not calibrated, right? The wife is one direction, the husband's the other direction, or even if they're just a long long-term couple and they're not married yet, they're still going through the same issues. And I see that a lot as the nucleus as to why couples just drift apart. And with money and sex, they are linked together because they're working with the same energy, right? Because I come from a Tantra background. And so the two work on the same energy. So many times when there are sexual issues uh, with couples in their relationship, you'll also notice a lot of them also have financial issues as well. And when we talk about financial issues, you can be one where the couple never has money. They're always broke. 
or one uh, couple, one person in the couple is controlling all the funds and the other person isn't. So they don't feel as valued or uh, that they're worth um, anything. And so many times that is a, a top thing that breaks up relationships. And so when you heal and when you address those issues be- before they become a huge crevice, that's when you're able to turn the situation around. And far too many people wait till it's too late and they get desperate and then they want to take action. But it goes back into communication to maintain your intimacy so you can maintain your uh, sexual and passionate connection. And how that all ties in together is very important for couples to sustain and you know, save them from going to divorce court and things of that nature. So I did want to bring that up and show how communication, it's very important in so many different areas and why couples, why I also teach effective intimacy communication, because it is one subject that also is very, very difficult to talk about. And couples hide behind certain coulda, woulda, shoulda. And when they start to really get the truth out there and they're communicating it in a way that they feel empowered, respected, it goes a long way from it destroying their relationship. So that's something I wanted to share there where it's very important for couples as well. Well, it's a a little tough, uh, Stacey, when when the money is not there because Mm -hmm. your, your mind is completely concentrated on how are we going to pay the bills? It's really tough. It's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you can't get out of the base level and you can't be comfortable, you don't have money to pay the bills, you're, you, something's happened with work, whatever it might be that you don't have that money, it is a little tough to, to stay in that happier mood. It's tough to, to want to, quite frankly, be intimate. It's tough to... Uh, stay balanced because your mind is always worried about that certain thing. So no wonder it is such a relationship killer on this money issue. It, it really can can push all the buttons of everything else in the relationship too. Yeah, because money is emotional, right? Money, money is emotional. People think, you know, how can money be emotional? Well, what happens is it affects your mood, like you just talked about, right? When, when you don't have it, you're stressed out, then you're not connecting with your, your loved ones. But money, the meaning of money is what we put into it, right? And so when you are intimately connected with your partner and you maintain that connection, regardless of what else may be going on around you, that togetherness allows you to be open-minded to hear the solution to your financial situation. It It allows you to be open to see the opportunity that you may be missing that can help your financial situation. So there's so many different ways in which having that, maintaining that emotional and intimate connection with your partner, how that actually will help you in your money situation because you're more expansive and you're able to see things versus staying mired in what you don't have what's not going right, that just perpetuates more of that. And you can, you can ask any of the panelists here and even people that are listening, when you focus on what you don't want and what's not right, you get more of that, right? And so that's why it really goes to um, why relationships really suffer and how one plays in with the other. But then when you maintain 
and say as a couple, yeah, we're having this difficulty, but we're not going to lose connection with each other. That makes you able to transcend whatever the trauma, drama, or situation may be. So that's why it's very, very critical and why they're both linked. Lori, I want to add another piece to this. Yes. Okay, this is Gianni. Um, I want to add another piece to this discussion. Um, And the first thing I want to say is that cheating doesn't always destroy a marriage. Um, In fact, there are many couples out there that have experienced cheating and infidelity, and instead they have redesigned their relationship and have made it better. Um, Some of them have stayed in their relationship and haven't redesigned, and they're still dealing with the issue and the resentment, and they're not drifting. They're drifting apart instead of together. Obviously, some of them just call it quits. Um, What does kill the marriage faster than the cheating is, is all the lies and the deception. So this is why chronic cheating is a major problem. But somebody who has had, let's say, one quick affair or whatever, and they're willing to come clean and they have remorse and they want to work through the relationship, it actually gives the relationship the opportunity to, for it to be recharged and redesigned, um, where all of their emotional needs are being met. I think this is a current, reoccurring theme with all of us. Part of the reason why people cheat is because their emotional needs for connection and respect um, and appreciation and being seen and being heard, um, emotional support, all of these are part of your attachment needs. And when those go unmet, we are miserable. We have a ton of tension in the relationship. We have pain and we have suffering. So yes, the majority of couples who come in do have some sort of attachment, let's say pain or emotional pain between the two, whether there was cheating going on or they just can't come into agreement with finances or even the children or the in-laws. Um, they, they just feel they drifted apart or they can't connect. So part of my job as the marriage counselor and the relationship coach is to bring them back together to harmony, to be able to connect, to hear each other, respect one another, and bring that bond back um, to feel like they're flowing once again. And I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, this is Stacey because cheating, um, nine times out of 10, it's not about sex. And many times when there's cheating, that's what a lot of women will bring up. Oh, it's, it was about the sex. And many times it's not that. It was exactly what you were talking about. And that is then what the couple needs to focus on to repair versus saying, oh, he just wants more sex or she just wants more sex because it goes on both ends. It's always just one way. So I'm very glad that you brought that up. And, you know, I'll tell you, as I'm thinking about this, I want to ask the the scary question in the room. We're talking about people cheating, and I can absolutely understand Gianni's experiences with her clients around not having emotional needs met, not hearing and seeing each other, because that's all as we, you, as human beings, we, we need to be seen and heard. So that makes a lot of sense. I guess my next, I'm interested in in all of your backgrounds and research and working with clients. Are human beings really meant to be monogamous? What are your thoughts? This is Stacey. It's a loaded question because my answer is no. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. My answer is no. (laughs) Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I actually work with uh, clients that are interested in alternative relationship arrangements or dynamics. Um, 
For example, uh, one partner was cheating. So they said, instead of it being behind my back, let's kind of look at the issues as to why this behavior happened in the first place. And let's repair that relationship. And then once they get that done, they may say, you know what, we want to open up the relationship and have everything be honest and with integrity up front and not the cheating and the lying and being behind the back. And when you go to go to it, the reason why I say no, right, even though a majority of my clients are monogamous, it's because we're part of, as human beings, we're part of the animal kingdom, right? And so humans um, being monogamous is something that we learn, right? It's something that we learn because in very ancient societies, uh, people were not monogamous. The women weren't monogamous, the men weren't monogamous, and that is how they were following the natural inclination. It's when we started to have more of a very structured patriarchal society and also with religious beliefs that came in, then there was a lot more conversation around monogamy, doing your soulmate, this person is the one, et cetera, et cetera. And so that is something, if you look at human nature and how we are, that's also why people still have, even though they're with a partner, they still have a wandering eye. Right? We, our senses don't just shut off because we're with this individual. And when we realize that, then we also can learn why certain people have the behaviors that they do. This is not to excuse anyone. I want to get that very clear. It's just to understand where monogamy, if you look in history, this wasn't the whole history of the human experience when it came to relationships. Um, monogamy wasn't at the beginning of time. So what happens is that's why I say, no, we're not, we're not designed that way technically, but it's a learned behavior. It's a, something that has been accepted in our society hmm. and is just expected. This is how it's supposed to be. Now, there are some people that are born. They're just, they want one partner. That's all for them. And that's it. That's perfectly fine. But then there are other people where that's not their story and more and more, it's now becoming more out in the public and more becoming more acceptable that there are alternative relationship dynamics that couples and individuals do choose. And they're all valid, like polyamory, for example, open relationship styles. There's so many different ways in which to do that. And so they're, they're legitimate. I would say they're all legitimate. It just depends on your personality. It depends on what you're looking for, and it also depends on the kind of connections and how many connections you want to do. So all of that plays into it. So that's my radical take on on that question. I don't I don't I think, know that the, there is a clear answer to this, but I would certainly say that whatever the agreements the couple has made are unique to them and need to be honored and respected. So if a person comes into the conversation thinking that monogamy is the only way to go, they really have to make sure that they've had a conversation about this before they give any length and duration to the relationship. Because we have to keep our agreements to one another. That's one of the things that is absolutely key to keeping relationships together. And again, communication is so important in that because... Nothing will destroy a relationship faster than um, the jealous aftermath and anger 
of one partner thinking that it's an open relationship and the other partner thinking that they've got a steadfast love commitment from their partner. Um, and if it's talked about early, then it, it's, it's, not, it's a non-issue. Lori, this is Gianni. I have a bit of a, a position on this or a different view. Um, and most people still today still want monogamy and they still want commit, a committed monogamous relationship. The phone calls that I have received have never been um, a couple who want to open up their marriage and want to figure out how to make it better opening up their relationship. Um, I have had couples who had had the open relationships and even before coming to me, they closed their relationship to just being committed and monogamous between the two of them and then they want to make that work. So that I have seen lots of that. Um, here's the biology um, of, of how we operate. Oxytocin is dubbed the love and the cuddle hormone. The oxytocin and vesopressin is released through physical touch and through sex for both men and for women. And this produces feelings of peace and security. And we feel like very soothed and comforted. comforted. And through this, this is the love energy. We reduce stress, anxiety, and fear. We also, it helps us to, to compensate for like the grief and the depression. So it really brings us back to a place of homeostasis where we're just at peace with ourselves and humanity. So love is extremely powerful for us as human beings. So we're wired for love. In this love and in this oxytocin, what happens is our trust increases, which leads to deeper attachments to our loved one. And it also attributes to, um, to monogamy and faithfulness for both sexes, especially the men who have a higher concentration of testosterone, which does elevate the sex drive. And that's why the guys do have, generally speaking, a higher sex drive, even though we women have also a good sex drive as well. Because there's many of us out there who are very sexual and, you know, or at least have a very healthy sex life or we are very open to our sex life. And um, so bottom line is that, yes, we can and we are wired to attach for life, to be safe and secure. And as we mentioned in our first or second question, we are growing together in love and we actually feel more attached and more safe and secure as the time passes. So what it, what it appears that it's very interesting to get different takes on this is that a couple and I think I heard Dr. Shaler say this, the couple really has to go into it being very open in terms of what they want, what they need, and some decisions have to be made as to how this is going to move forward. Because I can understand going in and thinking, we just want to be monogamous or we're going to be open. We've decided on it. And then sometimes another partner, well, partners changes their mind because we do change over time. Um, our life happens and, and we evolve and, and change, grow, whatever. So that communication we know is everything. And that's really what I'm getting out of this is, boy, you better really be clear to your partner about what you want and continue to discuss that if things change down the line. And that's correct. Right. That's, that's correct. Yeah. Lori, because I go back to what I had mentioned that the cheating doesn't destroy the marriage. It's it's excuse me, the betraying doesn't betray uh, the cheating doesn't, but it's the lies and deception. So if someone actually wants to have an affair, um, let's say it is better and safer for you to just go to your spouse and say to your partner, Hey, this is what's happening. 
you know, let's talk about this and maybe they can actually work out the issue that's making the other one want to move out of the relationship from the committed, intimate, um, monogamous relationship. Or they could agree to like, okay, then that's fine. You know, go ahead and do that, see how it goes, and then don't do anything else. Like, don't go somewhere else after that. So, and they can keep it very open that way. So again, it's not necessarily the cheating, it's, it's, the, it's the lies and the deception that really destroys a relationship. Yeah, and the communication is key, especially when you're looking at, you know, what is the relationship style that you want. And like I said, there are a lot of people, they have the monogamy mindset. And it's healthy as long as you don't see it as property, right? Because originally, that's what marriage was. It was a sign of families coming together. It was a contract between families, things of that nature. That's like the original um aspect of behind marriage. And so what happens is as long as you don't see it as this person is my property, that's when it gets a little bit unhealthy. Um, and when you're doing it because you love that individual, you only want to be with that individual, that person rocks your world and everything else that's included with that. And it's coming from that place of deep authenticity and wanting to connect with that one person. That's perfectly fine. The part where it gets shadowy is if you see it as this person is mine, like it's almost property, that's when it gets a little bit unhealthy. And it goes back, like I said, like you've also said this entire time, Lori, about the communication part that many of us have talked about. So even though a majority of my clients are monogamy mindset, I literally teach them how to communicate as if they were in like an open dynamic. Because when you're in an open dynamic, you cannot hide anything. You have to have transparency. You have to have these agreements and negotiations. And so they, these couples learn to communicate in a way where they can feel heard and understood. They can communicate their frustrations without fear and feel empowered. And so that I see many times is the missing link in many monogamous relationships because couples are afraid. They've been married for 20 years and they're still afraid to talk to their partner about certain things. And so you have to wonder about that. And so when they learn this other way of communicating, then that fear goes away so they can communicate, so they can connect, so they can maintain their intimacy. But it definitely isn't a one size fits all kind of scenario. You kind of build a relationship right. for what's right for you, what's right for you. And I think, I, I'm not sure which expert had said this, but it was right on point. Whatever your relationship dynamic is, respect that. Whatever it may be, just respect it. And you go from there. Now we are coming, believe it or not, this is going very quickly. Um, so I do want to um, ask one last question before we, we talk to each of you individually about what's going on in your professional lives. Give us, if you could, a little bit of advice on what happens when we get into a relationship rut. We, we know what to do. We worked on ourselves. You know, we're pretty good people, mature wise, et cetera. You know, life happens, struggles kids take so much of your time if you have children all these things can happen you know tough life circumstances happen you get in a rut because you hear a lot of couples say yeah i have all these ups and downs when you're in a down moment what are, I, I will kind of go round robin on this uh if we could what are, what are some things that you think maybe 
I don't want to say tips, but what what do you recommend for at least couples to think about when they're in a rut? Um, this I'll is Stacy. I can start. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, um, one of the things I always recommend for couples, one of the things why they get in a rut is they stop exploring new things together and even individually, right? And so here it's all about, like I said in the beginning, having that mindset of what can I explore with my partner? What can we do differently together that maybe we've always talked about, but we've never taken the action to do it. And so one of those things is having that explorer mindset. The other thing is what I call planned spontaneity. Yes, as we get older, as we have more responsibilities, kids, some people going back to school, their work, our time gets more, our demands of our time get more shriveled up. And so I called about planned spontaneity. You know, have that date night once a week plan a trip that you're going to do like a weekend getaway with your partner, maybe once a month or every other week. But if you don't plan it and put it in there, time will just go by and then you'll turn around and say, what happened? Where did all the excitement go? So those are two things that I would tip. It would be having the explore mindset to have the plan spontaneity. And there's a thing I have my clients do, which I call the fishbowl, which is when you are not really thinking about it, if there are different activities that you would like to do, right? What, like say go rock climb, uh, climbing a rock wall, put that on a little note and throw it into the fishbowl. And both partners do this, just all different types of ideas, whether you've done it in the past or not. And then when you want to have that date night, just pick something out of the bowl and you're like, okay, this is something for us to do. So then you kind of know what you're going to do, but it's going to be a surprise what you're going to be picking out of the fishbowl, which then also keeps it interesting all at the same time. So that's something that I recommend to some of my clients, and I'll just pass it on to the next expert. Great. Gianni, would you like to to uh, chime in there? I completely agree. <laughs> I, that, those My main points were going to be become more spontaneous and adapt a sense of adventure, which basically is the same thing similarly to what was just spoken. Um, so I'll give an example of something that's novel and that you can do, um, that's fine and that doesn't cost you any money. Um, for me, it is so much enjoyment to go for an evening walk right at dusk when the sky is starting to change. And I live by the beach, so I will do that and I'll go walk on the beach. And then it becomes nighttime and the stars are out and I'll stay there and I'll open up my blanket and I'll stargaze. So you don't, you might not live by the beach, but you have, you can walk around your block. You can come back to your backyard and you can have a blanket on the grass and you can stargaze in the evening and just lie there and look at the stars and just be in awe. Like you're under this beautiful heaven. So it doesn't have to be spending money. Cause I know a lot of couples, especially with children, you, they, they just cannot add another expense. Um, I ask them all the, all the time. You have to keep your date nights going. So that could be, you know, a, a breakfast together, a picnic anywhere. So it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. It's just a little creativity, a little spontaneity, a little adventure, a little flirting, a little fun, a little laughter, all of that adds up, having fun and being friends. That's really what's going to make you stay together or want to stay together long term. Great. Thank you so much, Gianni. Okay, Kathy, would you like to add anything? Sure. Um, 
it's along the same lines, but um, I think adventure is really important. Um, my husband and I have uh, not a fishbowl, but we call it our bucket list uh, fondly of things we'd like to do, and we do kind of do it by lottery. Um, but I also just think adventure needs to happen in the bedroom, too. I really do. Um, especially if you're together for a very, very long time, uh, talk about something that you could do. Um, and uh, another thing that might be a little daring um, is, is kidnapping your partner. I don't mean that literally. For a night out, um, I am. I have for another few hours. I will have children in my home. Um, my daughter leaves for college tomorrow. Empty nester, yay! Um, and <laughs> uh, a lot of times you can get into the, a rut because you're putting so much energy and time and money into your kids. And so one thing that we did, we were ten years without children before we had our kids. So it was a, it was, and then our parents both passed. And so um, we didn't really have a lot of assistance. So the biggest thing that helped our marriage out in terms of adventure was that every month we would swap who would plan the, the date, the date night, get the sitter, get whatever needed to happen, happen, and the other person could just relax into it. That, that was a total adventure for me. And I recommend it to other couples with kids. Um, swap, swap date nights um, and have one partner do it and then swap for the other. Well, great. And Dr. Shaler, last, uh, last but not least, last minute thoughts. Well, I'm going to give you something that's just a little bit uh, less fun than all that. But I think when you get in a rut, the most important thing is to go back to the communication piece everyone has spoken about and acknowledge without blame that we're in a rut, that perhaps neither of us are getting our needs met. We're just going around life and avoiding each other or not connecting and uh, and get in touch with the fact that you've probably been blaming your partner you probably have some resentment you probably haven't spoken about all these things and it's creating distance between you so to come together without blame and say whoa you know i miss you i really miss you i'd like to find a way to come back and then maybe brainstorm some ideas of when did we have fun? When did we feel close? When did we feel connected? Let's go back and recreate that. Not that we can have the same uh, same event, have the same result, but that we can say, ah, yes, I remember something that made me feel close to you. Let's do that. And whether that is doing something like stargazing or going into the bedroom, whatever it is, it allows us to remember the good times and focus on that. And that's not to sweep under the carpet anything that that is there that needs taken care of. But we also need to rekindle the emotional intimacy and the fun. And we can't let, lose sight of that. Wonderful. Well, ladies, we only have about a little less than two minutes left. What I want to do is quickly go around to each of you. Tell us how our listeners can find you and what you want them to know about what you're up to. So, Dr. Shaler, since we ended with you, we'll end off and begin this process with you. Okay, well, I invite everybody to go to forrelationshiphelp.com. 
where you can find out about hijackles. You can find my books, Kaizen for Couples. I've written 16 books. And I'd just love to have you go there or come and hear my show on BBS Radio, The Relationship Help Show. Thanks. Stacy. Yes, you can Stacey reach Murphy. me. Yes, you, you can reach me at theblissfullotus.com. And I have my exciting new project that's coming up, the release of my book, which you talked about in the introduction. And I believe there's a link that will be there uh, for this recording that you can actually sign up to get uh, a complimentary copy when it is released next month. And it's called The Secret to uh, Get the Guy and Keep the Guy, The Ultimate Guide to Men, Sex, and Money. So I work with all that juicy stuff, and I invite everyone to check out my website and my coaching uh, with intimacy, sex, seduction, and charisma to really rock your relationships and improve your life. Thank you. Gianni Adamo. I am uh, the founder of Fearless Love Relationship Coaching and Counseling, and I'm here in um, Delray Beach, Florida, but I am available via video calls and, um, and uh, phone calls, so I actually see clients globally. And I support singles and couples to break through fears and limitations to help them create safe, intimate marriages and fearless love. And my newest venture is uh, writing a book called Love Trauma, and it's about recovering from emotionally and sexually abusive relationships um, with narcissists, psychopaths, and other toxic people. You can find me at fearlesslove.net. Thank you. And Kathy Riemsberger. Hi, I first want to just spell my last name because you can find me all over social media if you can only figure out how to spell it. Um, it's R-A-M-S, like the animals. P as in Peter, E-R, G as in George, E-R. There's no B or U in my name. Kathy spelled with a K. You can find me and my coaching modalities on Ground One Coaching. One is spelled O-N-E, groundonecoaching.com. And if you'd like to take a look at my book, my new novel, which came out August 1st, uh, go to shoresofoursouls.com, and you can read all about it and a little about me as uh, an author. Thanks, Lori. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being on our panel. Getting your expert advice has been uh, a very a wonderful learning experience, and it's always good to get great relationship experts and authors together. So once again, Kathy Ramsberger, Gianni Adamo, Dr. Roberta Shaler, and Stacey Murphy, thank you so much for being on the Happiness Hangout. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, pleasure. Thank you, Lori. This is Lori Peters from The Happiness Hangout. You can get my book, Getting Married at Last, My Journey from Hopelessness to Happiness. Get it if you're looking for the love of your life. Get it if you're looking to build more love within yourself. Or get it if you just need a great, joyous ending to a book and really want to have some positivity and personal development in your life. You can get Getting Married at Last, My Journey from Hopelessness to Happiness in paperback and Kindle at Amazon.com. This is Lori Peters from the Happiness Hangout. See you next week. Hi, this is your host, Lori. Want to get more happiness? Check out all the free readings, activities, and my blog at my website. Want to learn how to deal with life's challenges from your positive core? Check out Empowering Yourself to Happiness class, done totally online. 
You can find it all at www.happinesshangout.net. www.happinesshangout.net. Come explore and feel better wherever you are. This is Lori Peters with the Happiness Hangout. I provide presentations on happiness and well-being to businesses, schools, and anyone involved in wellness and professional days. Check out tons of free resources and activities also at my website, www.happinesshangout.net. Feel better wherever you are. Help us grow the Happiness Hangout Show. Become a sponsor. Businesses and nonprofits get your info out there to thousands of my listeners all over the world for just pennies. Individuals can also sponsor one or more shows, and you get a shout-out to your favorite charity. Several packages available. Come see what you get and put out there what's important to you. Go to www.happinesshangout.net www.happinesshangout.net for more information.